Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. This just came in. We have we have uh, uh, sent um, to help um, rescue Jewish men, women, and children from the Ukraine. We have already sent two hundred fifty thousand dollars to there, and we're, I'm going to play something for you at the end of this. Um, a voice, uh, a, la- a Jewish lady, uh, an Orthodox lady, a Chabad lady from, they're coming in as I'm talking, uh, from the Ukraine. But, uh, and I'm going to play this at the end of the message, but, but I just now, Scotty, that, those pictures that just came in, yes, we do want to show them. Uh, I just got these pictures of, of this rabbi and these children getting off a plane from Poland in Israel just now. They're, they're walking off just now. And, and I text Sam and I said, who is this? And he said, this is the rabbi of an orphanage out of Ukraine. Uh, and and there are, there are his, his people and 100 orphans that have just landed. 100 orphans that have just landed. Sam says, it just came in, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, praise the name. Tell your people that, that the other man is the prime minister of Israel and the minister of Aliyah. And we are receiving these orphans right now. Thank you to New Beginnings and all your partners around the world. You, may you have an abundance of blessing. More is happening, and I'll let you know. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. That's, that's saving lives. You are saving lives at this very moment. Now, there are things happening that I'm not allowed to say. They're, they're, I'm, not allowed, I'm not allowed to tell you yet because, because it's life and death. It's literally, it's literally right now life and, and death. Um, I'm just going to tell you this. And at the end, we're going to receive an offering. Uh, I asked for permission. Um, last week, Marvin and Sharon were here and they spoke and Marvin spoke. And afterwards he called me and he said, pastor, I know what you're doing. We had already called. We had already called, uh, uh, Sam and the Israeli government and said, listen, we've pledged, um, between a million and a million and a half dollars to help Jews return to Israel and take care of Holocaust uh, survivors, feeding programs we're doing with children and etc. But we will send immediately, we will send $250,000. Um, and because we pledged that for the year, we, you know, we, we don't have a million dollars sitting there. May, may someday we have millions of dollars sitting there that we just do it now. And, and I asked for permission because I do not give information out to anyone, 
anyone on who gives or who who helps and does this and that because there's politics involved and all this. So I asked Marvin, Marvin and Sharon called Tiz and I um, the next day and said, listen, we prayed and we know where your heart is and where New Beginnings heart is and all your partners. We want to be a part of that. And they're always a part of that. Uh, Marvin and Sharon are always amazingly uh, generous, but they're more than generous on this one. And they said, we're sending right now. We already have the check. The check is is in our bank so that we could send a check. But they sent a check for $200,000 for us to help Jews. Now, the reason, I'm, the reason I'm sharing this, and I called because I do not share what people do. That is their business between us and God and them. But I said, Marvin, I feel because there, this is for such a time as this. This really is. I mean, we're, we're talking about th- this is happening as we speak. This is happening as we speak. And um, I said, I feel like we need to double that. We, we can double that. And I said, can I tell the people in the church and our partners around the world, can I tell them what you've done? And, and let's double that. Now, we've already got a check for $250,000 or not a check. It's, you know, I'm still listening to eight tracks, you know, uh, it, it's, it's all wire transfer. So when I say a check, you know, I'm wrong, but it's a wire transfer, but let's double that. And I, I'm going to receive an offering at the end of this and this is a message that I've, God gave me, um, and you can't put this, if I grab this message out of the air somewhere that God gave me as we're studying the seven churches of Revelations, you would think, well, he's using this and, you know, he's taking an opportunity, but we're teaching the seven churches of Revelations. This is where we are, and in ancient Hebrew, there's no word for coincidence, And everything God says, everything he says is those who have eyes to see and ears. This is happening right now. This is happening. This is happening right now. And we're a part of that. We're, we're, and, and there's things going on. People are literally risking their lives right now. You know what I love about the uh, uh, minister of foreign affairs that and the prime minister in Israel said, we'll leave no one behind. Boy, what a difference than what our president did, leaving our people behind. You know, I'm going to share this because this sets up for what we're going to teach today on Bible prophecy. I was driving in today and I looked and at the gas station, the gas was at 465 or 469 a gallon. That's outrageous. A couple years ago, it was 269. And I saw on Fox, they said, get ready. It's only the beginning. I think two days ago, it was $4 or 399. Now it's 469 or whatever, however it is. How many believe this war? I mean, they're going in butchering. They're not, they're not targeting military things. They're, they're butchering civilians. How many think that's wrong? How many believe that's wrong? Do you know you're paying for that? Did you know that? Most Americans don't know that because most of the fake news, CNN and MSNBC and ABC and all these, they don't report it. When this present administration, by the way, I did not vote for them. 
So if you voted for them, you owe me money. Before this present administration, before this present administration, we were oil independent. We were energy independent. But when this present administration came in office, they shut down not only our oil production, but they shut down jobs. And we are giving Russia, we are giving Russia $70 million a day for oil that we could be producing right here. Now they're going to tell you, well, it's, it, we're, we're shutting down our oil production so we can have a clean environment. Baloney, that is a lie. They're lying through their teeth. The natural gas that we're getting from Russia is 42 to 48% dirtier than what we have right here. And I think it's John or Scott, 28, Luke, 28%. Our oil is dirty. Oh, it's for our economy. Baloney. And right now, you know, when we shut down Iran, Iran, there's, I saw a picture the other day of a building in Iran. And it was an American flag painted on, a, on the side of an eight-story building. And the stripes were, and on it it said, down with the USA. The stripes were bombs dropping on America. And the stars were skulls. I saw it just yesterday. And so we shut down all the deals with Iran through the last administration that Obama had put in place. Well, we're right now, this present administration, these people are, have vowed to destroy not only Israel, but us. See, what you've got to understand, this is end-time prophecy, guys. What you've got to understand is they call Israel the little Satan. We're the big Satan to them. So well, how come preachers aren't saying it? Because they're too worried about their 501c3. And we need to be telling what the truth is, is that's going on. And so right now, this administration that I did not vote for, shame on you if you did. It's a good time to repent. It's Purim. You can turn the curse that's on you upside down. This administration is in negotiations to take the sanctions off of the country who has vowed to destroy us and Israel. And guess who our negotiator is between us and Iran? Russia. This administration shut our oil down and we are paying through through the nose $70 million a day. In essence, we are, and the European Union, are funding Russia to go to war. We need to pray that America and Europe has a great awakening and we realize what's going on. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I believe for us who have eyes to see and us who have ears to hear, our best is yet to come. We're not going home with a moan. We're going out with a shout. But every Christian needs to become more aggressive. They need to become vocal. 
They need to not give up and go, well, we better just pull back in a shell. No, because when we come, when the Lord comes, I'm going to say this. And I told him I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Because I'm getting ready after this series, if I ever get finished with the seven churches of Revelation, I think the Lord's dealing with me to do another book, another, you know, Tiz was saying on the way down here, just think about it. a year and a half ago, you wrote a book on seven living prophecies. And those prophecies now are on steroids. If you haven't read the book, Seven Living Prophecies, read it, because little did we even think we would be where we're at a year later, seeing what's, what's happening. But I'm thinking about doing another series on the book of Revelations. There are 300 prophecies, a little over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament about the first coming of the Messiah. Every one of those prophecies have come true exactly the way God said they would. And these are written thousands, 300. I think there's 600 and something prophecies concerning the second coming. If the first 300 came to pass exactly the way God said it would happen through Daniel and through the prophets, if that, if those happened exactly, 300 of them, not, no, we're kind of close on one or two, 300. Guys, God's shouting to us. We better wake up because it's going to happen the, exactly the way he says. Amen. I don't believe it's doom and gloom. I believe our best is yet to come. Can we come in agreement with that? You know what? I know we're not supposed to touch each other and everything, but we bind our... Take your neighbor's hands. First time in two and a half years. Take your neighbor's hands. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you die, if you die of leprosy, I'll, pray. I'll do your funeral. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind every force of darkness in every area. Father, we pray for the situation in Ukraine. We pray for the safety of all your children. We pray for the hand of God to stop the forces of evil. And what Satan's meant for evil, God, you will use it for light. But Father, I pray for a great awakening. A great awakening on every preacher, on every pastor, on every Christian, on every Jewish brother and sister around the world. I pray for a great awakening. I pray for our president. I pray for our present administration. Father, let there be a miracle of a great awakening. Let us realize what's happening. And Father, I pray that you would give us all boldness to do whatever you you call us to do. And Father, for what you've done and what you're going to do, we give you all the praise and all the glory. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, who is our Messiah. And everybody shout, Great Awakening. Give the Lord a clap offering and tell him you love him. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Thank you for putting up with my tirade for the first 15 minutes of the, of the service. We, I have been teaching on the seven churches of Revelation, and just as everybody's getting ready to open their Bibles to the book of Revelations chapter 2, the reason why I felt the Lord deal with me on the seven churches of Revelation is because, and, I, and if you think about it, I think, what were we on, church 3 now or church 4, um, and, and I started this, uh, what, 10 weeks ago or something like this. Well, little did I realize when I started studying it, how much revelation there is in this. 
And like I said before, I've never really taught on the book of Revelation for a couple reasons. One, I just never felt the Lord lead me to teach on it. I don't just grab a subject and say, I'm going to teach on this. I have to feel led by the Holy Spirit. But the second thing is, is I feel like the Holy Spirit led me to teach on this because of the situations that the world were in, starting with COVID and then the COVID uh, vaccine mandate. Is this a symbol of the mark of the beast and, and the economy and all those things? And so think about I started this, I don't know what, 10 weeks ago, and we've had things that interrupt us, and, 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 and I haven't done one church a week. Some have been two weeks, some have been three weeks. But let's say it's been 10 weeks. Think about how fast everything has changed in the last 10 weeks. And so we had the COVID and we had the economy and we had the shutdown and, and folks, this happened worldwide and travel and, and all the other things. And now in the last 11 days, we've got Gog and Magog involved with it. You know, I was, I was looking at something and, and I can remember when, uh, wasn't it Obama and Mitt Romney and Mitt Romney said, uh, the greatest threat we have is, uh, to the world security is Russia. Remember when Obama mocked him during that debate? What are we in the 1980s? And Romney was right. The greatest threat we have is Russia. And then you have China getting ready to, um, China, let's, let's put it this way. China is watching what's going on. And uh, Taiwan is very nervous. We're 70 or 78% of our computer chips come from. And, you know, next week is, is Purim. The, we're going to do a miracle service of turning the story upside down. And I want to show you next week a timeline. Gosh, guys, this thing is really ticking away. Now, I don't know when the Messiah is coming, but I do know, you know, it's like when a doctor says, well, you're about to have a baby, well, and you're going to have a baby on this day. Well, that's a guesstimation. But the closer you get to the, the baby being born, the more the signs are, right, ladies? Well, I think we're close to the water breaking. I think we've got to be paying attention to what God is saying to us in these end times. We're going to read in the book of Revelation something that God showed me that is absolutely amazing. Uh, I taught this on Daystar last Monday night, I believe it was, and, and I said this, and I say this very humbly, and, and I almost hesitate to say it, but I want you to pay attention so much. I think this could be maybe one of the greatest revelations that God has ever given me in the Word of God. But before I read that, I want you to remember what the Lord said at the end. He's given this revelation of the end times, of the second coming of the Messiah. And at the very end, as he says almost over and over again for every church, he said, let him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. He who has ears to hear. And we know that Jesus said this over and over again. They have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. There are, the world is watching what's happening in Ukraine. Let me bring it closer. The church world is watching what's going on. Let me bring it closer. America 
is watching what's going on. But let me bring it closer. Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth is watching what's going on. But I dare say to you, even in the church world, most believers, they have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they're not hearing what the spirit is saying to the church. If we remember, just just to lay a foundation, if we remember Moses was walking along and all of a sudden he stops, he's tending his father-in-law sheep, he stops and the Bible says he stops and he sees a bush burning. He sees a bush burning. Now, let me, let me give you a side note. And I didn't teach this on Daystar. Ancient Jewish wisdom asked several questions. Number one, why did God use a thorn bush? Why didn't he use a myrtle tree or an olive tree? Why a thorn bush? Because what God is saying is, even in the midst of what looks like a curse, even in the midst of what looks like an unbelievable problem, even in the middle of the thorns, God is there. Let me say that again. No matter what you're going through, God is there. His burning presence is in the middle of those thorns. The other thing that ancient Jewish wisdom says, and I think this is so important to us right now. The other thing ancient Jewish wisdom says is that thorn bush did not start burning when Moses showed up. Ancient Jewish wisdom says that thorn bush was always burning. That's why when Moses got there, God said, take off your shoes. This is holy ground. But ancient Jewish wisdom says nobody was looking for the miracle until Moses came along. Moses was looking for a miracle. And the Bible says he saw the bush burning and then he turned aside to see. And when he turned aside to see, God spoke to him. It wasn't when he saw it because the word to see or he saw in Hebrew and when he turned aside to see is the same word except when he turned aside to see it has a yod in it a little comma in it which means the name of God or the presence of God so in other words he saw oh he sees uh, the COVID he sees the vaccine mandate he sees the economy he sees the young people tearing up our cities and the government allowing it he sees the, our government shutting down Uh, uh, our oil and going in partnership with Russia and China. He sees it. But when he turned aside to see with the yod, to see what God was saying, when he turned aside to say, God, what is it you're saying to me? Those who have eyes to see and ears to hear what Satan meant for evil, God will turn it around and use it for good. Somebody say amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why in the book of Revelations, and God is speaking to the seven first churches, and the latter reign will be greater than the former, and God is speaking to the seven last churches, and he's speaking to the pastors to bring these messages. Part of it is doom and gloom. It is bad. It is bad, bad, bad news unless you and I have eyes to see and ears to hear. We need to be saying, God, what is it you are doing? And what is my part in what you're doing in these last days? Can I have an amen? Amen. So here we have 
One of the most amazing teachings that I think I've ever found in the Bible. God is ministering to John on the island of Patmos about the church of Thyatira. Now, we read this last week, and God says, here's what you're doing right, here's what you're doing wrong. But I want you to look at this last part, starting with verse 25. But that which you, and by the way, if you're just watching, I've already taught this, you can get this in our series. But that which you have already, that which you have already, hold fast until I come. Now, let me just throw a side note in here, and, I, and, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm praying I get through this whole message today. But let me hold on that. We are seeing churches and, 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 and ministries and teachings fall away like never before. We are seeing on television and ministries and folks that I love, pastors that I love. That's why when God spoke to John, he said, give this to the angels. Give this to the pastors of the church first. And God is saying here, listen to me, every Christian and especially every leader, hold on tight to what we've learned. Hold on tight. Don't let colleges and the media and the fake news, don't let all that, don't let the, what's being taught. I'm going to tell you something. We're, we're, we're discussing starting a charter school for elementary here at New Beginnings. Just because of what we're hearing our kids being taught in school. I don't know about you, but that anger, it doesn't frighten me. It makes me mad. God says to us, that which you have already, hold fast onto it. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I do not change. Somebody shout amen. And he that overcometh and keeps my works until the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Now, I'm not going to get into that much today, but let me throw this in. In the last days, there are two major things that happen within those who hold on to the end, to the truth. One is an end time transfer of wealth. And we're going to get into that a little bit. And we've already talked about that on the white stone and on the high priest and Zebulon and the anointing to do business. Money is not bad. God laid on my heart, said immediately send $250,000 to Israel. God laid on Marvin and Sharon's heart. And already we've had people, I was talking with some of the guys in the back. They're writing checks back there. I'm, I'm, let me just throw this out. Lauren wrote the biggest check he's ever written. Lauren wrote the big, right in the back, wrote the biggest check he's ever written. You know, he told me, he said, since we've come to, to Dallas and with you and Pastor Tiz, I may, his bonus this year was $100 less than the highest amount of money he ever made before. Let me say that. Listen. I feel bad that you're not clapping because in ancient Jewish wisdom, whenever you hear our, our, our... What does it mean? We're next. We're next. And so it's wonderful. We say God lays on our heart. We're going to give $250,000. Isn't it wonderful that before I even tell you or say something to you, that's already covered. That's already covered. 
Amen. Wouldn't you like to have a bonus this year bigger than any amount you've ever made for a salary? Come on, somebody ought to say amen. If you don't want to make more money, make it and give it to us. We'll, we'll use it. If you believe in being poor. All right, that's another message. I'm, I'm going off. I'm going off. Where am I? Where did I stop at? All right. So he says, uh, you'll rule over nations. So number one, there's going to be the end time transfer of wealth. The other thing, there's going to be signs, wonders, and miracles. We've got to understand these things are going to happen. It's going to happen. I said, it's going to happen. This is what the Bible says. Now we know that this is going to happen someday in heaven, but we're not talking about here someday in heaven. And I, I got to I, I just throw a lot in because there's always people thinking that, yeah, he, there is someday in heaven, but everything God teaches us when you study it rabbinically has a heavenly and an earthly. Yeah. Someday in heaven, we're going to be ruling and reigning, but here on earth, I don't know about anybody else, but we're going, we're going out a glorious bride without spot, without wrinkle with signs, wonders, and miracles. And we're going to be the lenders, not the borrowers. Somebody say, amen. You know, uh, we're talking in back with this. Derek writes a check to make, to make up that 250. Lauren writes a check to make up the Don and Nancy write a check. And I didn't even come out. I'm just telling them what I'm doing. They're writing, they're writing checks. I can remember a few years ago, the first check we gave to, to Israel was $10,000 and that was a stretch, but I knew God said, I will bless those who bless you. And we wrote and we thought, man, a check for $10,000, you did a million and a half dollars, not counting the orphanage, million and a half dollars almost last year. This is prophecy. It's not doom and gloom for those of us who have eyes to see and ears to hear. You know, I'm just going to throw, gosh, I got to get going. Lauren said, man, when you write those big checks, when you start writing those big checks, he said, it is like, man, it's a lot of money. I said, you know what? Tiz and I were talking about that. I remember when we wrote that first $10,000 check for Israel and we're going, man, and now we're writing mil- and now it's normal. Won't it be, won't, isn't it going to be fun when you and I are writing those checks? That's normal. It's just normal. Well, why is it easy? Because God is going to give us more and more and more and more. Come on, somebody say amen. All right. I got to get on this message. All right. I could pull an altar call right there. Verse 27. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of a broken a, a potter. Shall they be broken to shivers? Even as I receive of my father. And by the way, I want to thank our sister sent me a brand new Bible with big print. Amen. Cause my old Bible, I wrote on too much. I can't read. And I will and listen to what it says. All right, now listen to verse 28. And I will give him the morning star. He that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Now, let me throw this in to, to, to launch this in ancient Hebrew language. There's no word for obedience. I already taught you that there's no word for obedience. In other words, if we hear what God is saying, we do what he tells us to do. If we hear it with our physical ears, we talk ourselves out of doing what God told us to do. 
But he says, I'm going to do this, and to him who has an ear to hear, him who holds on to the truth, keeps doing what you're doing, I will not only give you authority and power, and this is not just in the church world. This is in the business world. This is in the government. This is in every aspect of life. But he said, I will give you, and here's what I want to teach today. I will give you, if you hold fast, I will give you the morning star. Now, we know Revelations chapter twenty-two sixteen. We know that the Bible calls Jesus continually the bright and morning star. Can we have Revelations twenty-two sixteen come up, guys? We know that Jesus says, I have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches, that I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Now, we know that Jesus is the morning star. We understand this. But if, if we would have written this the way it's in the Bible, with capitals and smalls, you would see that when the Bible calls Jesus the morning star, it's a capital M and a capital S. Because whenever you see a capital, it means divinity. And we know that Jesus is our bright and morning star. We see that over and over again. But when you read it in Revelations chapter 2, and he says, I will give you, those of you who hold on, those of you who keep doing what you're supposed to be doing, those of you who don't get swayed away, those of you who are accomplishing the mission that I've called you to accomplish, I will give you, Jesus said, the morning star. Now, Jesus isn't being redundant and saying, I, the morning star, will give you me. That, that's, that's obviously ridiculous. Plus, when you read it in Revelations, it's not a capital M, but it's a small M, and it's not a capital S, but it's a small S. And so Jesus, when he says, I, the morning star, will give you the morning star, we need to ask ourselves if he's going to give us the morning star, what does that mean? What does that mean for you and I who overcome Jesus, the morning star, says, I will give you the morning star. Well, this is why it's so important that we read the Bible through the eyes of a Jewish John, a Jewish Jesus, a Jewish Paul, a Jewish Moses, because a Jewish Jesus is saying something totally different than a Catholic Jesus or a Baptist Jesus or a Protestant Jesus or a Dallas Jesus. He's saying something totally different. And in order to have eyes to see so we can obey what God is saying, we need to know what he's talking about. Now, in ancient Jewish wisdom, there's no what far, there's no word far coincidence. It's not a coincidence, like I said at the beginning, that we're teaching this right now. This isn't like, oh, let's, let, uh, trust me, my staff will tell you, I do not organize things. I am a detail once we do it, but I don't say, okay, ne- let's plan next year's teaching agenda. 
It, I drive our, our poor people. Our staff is so wonderful because I, they never know. I, I may say 10 minutes before I come out, this is what I'm doing. And I might, huh, John, I might change, huh, Nance? I might change it on my way out because I just do what I feel the spirit is leading me to do. Amen. And so here we are in the seven churches of Revelation and next Sunday, we celebrate the miracle time of Purim. Now, the reason we're doing it next Sunday is I'll actually be in Jerusalem for Purim and uh, teaching government leaders from around the world. Amazing. An ex-drug addict from South St. Louis teaching government leaders that Israel's bringing around from around the world. It's, it's, God chooses. He still speaks through jackasses, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and so here we are, here we are preparing ourselves for Purim. Now, let me say this, and I say this all the time so people don't understand. God is God 24-7, correct? Every moment of every day, God is God. But, say but, but at appointed times, in Hebrew, Moedim, is there not an appointed time? In other words, on God's calendar... God writes down, at this appointed time, I am going to do something special that I don't do any other time of the year. Now, God has got 24-7, but Tiz teaches it so well on television. The Bible says, call upon the Lord while he's near. And we say this, and it's a great illustration for us to, to understand. We have the sun. We have the sun. I was just thinking of a funny thing. We were in Santa Fe one time, and this one little girl from L.A., little, little drug addict, got saved, said to Tis, is that the same moon we have in L.A.? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> anyway, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have told the joke. <laughs> she did really well. She got saved, got delivered to drugs. She did really good. But as Tiz says, this, here in Dallas, you know, our sun shines almost every day. But the intensity of that sun in August is different than it is in January. It's the same sun. But why is the intensity of that sun different in August? Tell me. It's nearer. It's close. It's the same sun. That's what God is saying on appointed times. Is there not an appointed time? Duh. But we're not taught that in the church. But is there not an appointed time? A moedim of God. And he says, call on me while I am near. During these appointed times, God's blessing in these special areas, in, in Purim, in, in Passover, in Shavuot, in Sukkot, in Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, God's anointing is closer than any other time for those certain things. Why? Because he wants us to know about it so we can be blessed. So we can be anointed by his presence. Amen. We're getting ready to go into the time of Purim. Purim, as most of you know, is the book of Esther. Now, next week, we're going to pray for miracles. We're going to do a short teaching on where we are in God's calendar. And then we're going to pray for miracles. This is a time in which God does something, it, 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 it may, and I'm not going to do the whole teaching on Purim like I normally do, but it's, it's maybe my favorite teaching next to John 3, 16 and the resurrection. It, it's, it's, a time, it's out of the book of Esther for, for those who are maybe new to this. The book of Esther almost didn't make it in the Bible. 
And the reason it almost didn't make it in the Bible is because it's the only book in the Bible that doesn't mention the name of God. God's not in there, but he is in there. In fact, in Hebrew, it's called Hester Panim, the hidden face of God. If you know the story of Esther, and, and just very quickly, everything is going wrong. Everything for the nation of Israel is wrong, wrong, worse, 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 worse. But in reality, God is working behind the scene and what Satan means for evil. Romans eight twenty eight. all things work together for good. It doesn't feel like it. We don't see it. We don't understand it. But if we hold fast to the truth, if we hold fast to faith, what Satan's meant for evil, God will use it for good. And of course, we know everything is worse, 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 worse. And then at the end, what looked like it worse, we look back and we see that was working for this. This was working for that. And at the end, God takes the whole story and flips it upside down, right? Turns it upside down. It's, it's an amazing. And, and I want to not only invite you to come, but bring somebody that needs a miracle. It's, it's an amazing time in which, you know, I think about this right now. Was it three years ago? They, they told Tiz, I think we can give you three months. And two weeks ago, Tiz had her last treatment. This week, Tiz, this week, Tiz had her last monthly checkup. And they said, it is better than we expected. God, talk. Amen. And whenever you hear or see of God doing something in somebody else's life, what does that mean? It means we're next. That's what's wonderful about us understanding this. So here we are. Here we are going into, and not by coincidence when we're teaching this, here we are going into the understanding of Purim, of Esther. Where is God? What's going on with our world? What's going on with our country? What's going on in the White House? What's going on in the rest of the world? What's going on, Lord, in my life? And God behind the scene. If we hold on and keep believing. If we hold on and keep doing. Everybody say doing doing you know god bless everything we put our hands to not our bottoms amen we need to get off our bottoms and do something oh say amen with me he's a pastor and he said bottom in church well you should heard it when i first got saved what i would say so here we have not a coincidence by god's orchestration We're at the end of the church of Thyatira. We're teaching on, I will give you the morning star, and we're going into Purim. So when I studied, and I looked and said, God said, I will give you. The Lord said, I'll give you the morning star. So I looked it up. Every Christian website I looked at said, he's the morning star. And, and he is. The pastor said Jesus one morning. He is the morning star. But those of us who have him, he's not giving us him again. He's saying something different. So what I do is I go to the Hebrew to find out what the morning star is. In the book of Esther, 
Esther's name is a Persian name, and her Persian name is pronounced. There's two pronunciations, but I'll only give you one. Her, her, the pronouncing of her name is Esther, and the name Esther means the morning star. So here we are going into Purim, not a coincidence. Those who have eyes to see, let him see. Those who have ears to hear, let him hear. And God said something the Jews would understand. He said, I will give you, I will give to you the morning star. The morning star in Persian is Esther. It means the morning star, but it also means the morning star that is hint, uh, hidden. Now, I won't get into all the, 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 the Persian words for it, but what is a morning star? There's a saying that everybody knows. It's always the darkest before the... Always. And this is a, this is a truth. Before the dawn, the night is the darkest right before the dawn. And when it's the darkest, if you look to the east you will see a morning star. And the morning star is saying to the world, no matter how dark and cold it feels right now, I'm about to bring you a dawning and a new beginning. That's literally what it means. I'm about to bring you. Now think about Esther and, and the, the, the story of Purim. It was darker and darker and darker to the point that every Jew had a decree on his life to die and there was nothing in the natural. Even the king who signed that decree could change it. But God did a miracle and he did it through Esther the morning star, and what God says during this time. It may seem dark as dark as it's ever been. And I think not only for the world, I've never seen, you know, when Tiz and I were talking when we first came in, when I first got saved 45 years ago, the battles that the church had were, was the Eagle song, something satanic. And where if you played the Beatles song backwards, was it worshiping Satan? Boy, we've come a long way from the time of playing the Beatles song backwards to understanding that the signs of the coming of the Antichrist are knocking right at the door. There's a great falling away taking place amongst believers. But the other side of it is when Israel becomes a nation, there is one generation before the coming of the Messiah. And in 1948, the prophecy clock began to speed forward. And the year 2020, it began to shoot forward. And the year 2021 it began to accelerate forward and right now we are looking at the coming of the messiah but i declare what looks like it's the darkest there is a morning star coming and god is going to turn this story upside down if you have eyes to see and ears to hear somebody ought to shout amen now watch this Go with me to 2 Peter. Can you bring this up? As soon as I say 2 Peter, guys, could you bring that up or whatever scripture? And I want to turn and read this to you because I want you to see this. This is in 2 Peter verse 1, chapter 19. Listen to what it says. And so we have this prophetic word confirmed. And so we have this prophetic word confirmed. Look at this which you do well 
to heed. I love the way it says in one day, which you would do well to hold on to. You would do really well if you held on to it. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm holding on to it. Now say it again. I'm holding on to it. You would do well. Let me put it this way. You will not do well if you don't hold on to it. Turn to your neighbor now and say, I'm holding on to it. Which you will do well to hold on to as a light that shines in darkness. I love one, I love one translation in a murky time. In a murky time. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Now, let me give you the translation of that is amazing. He said, this is a prophecy that is confirmed. That there's going to come a time when you're in a murky place or a dark place. But there is a morning star that will dawn. Now, let me stop right there. But the second part makes the first part work. He said, it doesn't matter. See, it's, it's one thing to have faith when the only thing we got to worry about is if the Beatles record is playing backwards. It's another thing when we have people running our nation that are anti-God, anti-Israel, anti-freedom, anti-prosperity for the people. It's another ball game now, guys. Oh, come on. Give me an amen. It's another ball game when you personally are being affected and your job and your business is hindered. It's another ball game when they're talking about your health and, 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 and these diseases that were released all over the world instantly. It's another ball game when governments shut down the nations. It's another ball game when they're teaching in schools that you don't tell your child when it's born, whether it's male or female. You know what? I'm not a doctor, but show me that baby. I'll tell you. Show me that baby. I'll tell you. Well, that's not politically correct. Stuff it. It is politically correct. You're not telling my kids this. Oh, come on. Don't look at me like that. I'm holding back. I'm a little fired up. I'm a little fired up. Hold on. That light will shine in that dark place until the day dawns. That, 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 that morning star, when you see that morning star coming up in the, in the horizon, when you see that morning star coming up, he said, this just as true as this is true. There's a dawn coming. So, oh, no, it's not coming. No, there's a dawn coming. There's a dawn coming, right? But watch this. Here's the key. Here's the key. And the morning star rises in your hearts. In ancient Jewish wisdom, everything God teaches us, and I'm going to have to go through this very quickly. Everything God teaches us has an heavenly and an earthly It has a spiritual and it has a physical. 
God says during this time of Purim that God is God 24-7. But during the time of Purim, it's when, when, when things look dark in your, let's say your personal life, much less the world, things look dark. There's a morning star coming. You can hold on to this. You can hold on to that. The, the, Tis and I live by Romans 8-28. All things work together for good. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't taste like it. It doesn't smell like it. But God is working behind the scene to turn the story upside down. And by the way, when Israel came out, when Israel came out of Babylonian captivity and came back to Israel to rebuild the temple, this is Malachi. When God says, when all, it's called the, the great assembly, Malachi, they're all meeting there. They're praying and they're saying, God, give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear. What do we do to keep the enemy from defeating us? And God says, return unto me and I'll return unto you. Teshuvah unto me and I will Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah. Jehovah Sitkanu, Jehovah Mekedes, Jehovah Shalom. I will return unto you. I will bring a dawning. And he said, not only that, I'll open up over you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing, there won't be room enough to receive it. Right? Now watch this. Look at this. This was called in Malachi, the great assembly. All the sages, all the prophets, all the, the leading rabbis, the teachers, the Torah scholars meeting together saying, God, how do we keep from going back into Esther? This is Esther coming out into Malachi. This is the timetable. It's called the great assembly. But listen to this. During this time in which God says over all of us who have eyes to see and ears here, I'll open the windows of heaven. That word window in Hebrew is yushod. It's, a, it's a, um, a, a funnel from the throne of God to us. Unobstructed throne, funnel from God to us. Unobstructed. There was a man during this time called Simeon the Righteous. Let me take a moment to show you this. He was the last member... He was the last member of the great assembly. Malachi is gone. The sages, the prophets are gone. Simeon the righteous was the last member. Listen to what it says about Simeon. It says, how glorious was he when surrounded by the people. Boy, there's a teaching right there for every leader. There's a teaching for every pastor, every home group leader, every member that goes into home groups. How glorious was he when surrounded by the people, when he looked forth from the tent, and when he came out of the sanctuary like a morning star. From between the clouds, from the murky place, and like the full moon on the feast days, like a sun shining upon the temple of the Most High God, like a rainbow symbol of the covenant, gleaming in splendid colors. Here God calls Simeon the righteous, who surrounds himself with not only God, but surrounds himself with God's people. 
You know, I think about what God told us in Hebrews. He said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, especially when you see that day approaching. There has never been more important time for the church of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God to preach the word of God, preach the truth, not just I feel okay, you feel okay, but preach the word of God and let people get back on course to what God has called us to do. Can I have an amen? Simeon the righteous, one of the last ones, said he was like a morning star. Now think about this. When God says in Revelations, I will give you a morning star. First, it means that I will give you end time authorities to the children of God. I believe we're getting our Congress back. I believe we're getting our Senate back. I believe we're getting our oil back. I believe we're getting our business back. I believe God wants to make you the lender and not the borrower. I believe God wants to make you the head and not the tail. I believe the church of God will have a voice in the world like it did in the times of Billy Sunday and, and, and Billy Graham. I believe the authority of the church and the rights of the church is coming back to America. I believe it's coming back to Europe. I believe God is opening the windows of heaven over Jerusalem and Israel in an end time prophetic way that our best is yet to come. End time authority. Listen to what it means in Hebrew. I will give you the morning star. It means glory, power, anointing. Listen to this. A glorious future. An affirmation of great good yet to come. Let me say it again. I didn't get enough amens on that. I'm prophesying on anybody who has an eye to see and ear to hear. I will give you, say me, the morning star, glory, power, anointing, a glorious future an affirmation of great good yet to come. But here's the key. Not only does God want to give you the morning star, but God wants you to be an Esther. God does nothing without people. Let me say it again. Oh, God, be my morning star. God says, be a morning star. The word morning star means bringer of light. It means bringer of light. It does no good if all we do is receive light unless we are a reflection of light. Oh, somebody needs to hear me. God had a plan in the book of Esther. It looked gloomy. It looked dark. It looked bad. It looked terrible. It looked like nothing good was about to happen. But God brings Mordecai to Esther. And he says, Esther, for such a time as this, has God called you to the kingdom? Oh, somebody needs to hear me. I believe God is God 24-7. But what did Jesus say? He said, you are, as my father sent me, so send I you. 
You are the light of the world. You are to be a light bringer. And I'm not saying this for any ulterior motive, but every time we pay our tithes, every time we give, every time we teach the word of God, we are on the world, on, 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 on around the world right now. We have up to 50,000 people that tune in for us on stream. We're on the, on television every day. That happens because people Allow Tiz and I to bring the light. When you allow Tiz and I to bring the light, you are a light bringer. When we write a check for Israel, I understand that it's New Beginnings, Larry Hook Ministries that write it, but you are being a light bringer. Listen to what, listen to what Mordecai says to Esther. He comes to Esther and he said, Esther, this is what you're going to need to do. And Esther said, you know what? I'm really kind of busy. I'm a soccer mom. I'm a baseball mom. I got football going on. You know, I got this happening, that happening, you know, my business, you know, going, I got to pay attention. And he says, listen, if you don't do it, got to raise somebody up to take, you know what? I made up a long time ago when God speaks to me, you know, I I made up a long time ago. I don't want to be driving down the road and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, you know what? Buy that piece of land. By that, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and teach you and show. By that piece of land, and I go, you know, oh, you know, I don't want to really want to. Uh, it's inconvenient. And then I found out it went from a dollar an acre to a million dollars an acre. I don't want to be that person. I also want to be that person when we get to heaven. The Lord said, you know what? I had this for you on earth. But when I spoke to you, you didn't do it. It was inconvenient. You were too tired. You had too many other things going. There is nothing more important in the world than winning the world to God right now and standing for the kingdom of God and standing for the nation of Israel. There is nothing more important. And if you and I will be that light to say to the world, we will do what God wants us to do. Lord, I hear what you're saying, and I want to be a part of it. God said to Esther through Mordecai, if you don't do it, got to raise somebody else up, but it's going to get done. I want you to mark it down, Satan. It will get done. God will have a glorious church. There will be signs and wonders and miracles. There will be an end time transfer of wealth. I'm just saying, God, I hear what you're saying. I see what you're doing. And how am I to be a part of that? Let me be an Esther of bringing light. Whenever God is getting ready to bless you, he first gives you a chance to be a blessing. Somebody ought to shout amen. I want to close with this. I believe in all my heart we're close to the end. I don't know when it is. It's in my lifetime. I was born after 1948, about 30 years after 1948. And I'm going to see the coming of the Lord. So are you. I believe it's close. I'm looking out here right now, and I don't see anybody wheezing. So I think nobody's going to go before Jesus returns. I don't see anybody go, I'm holding on to the end. I think we're going to see it before we realize it. And I think we're going to see a glorious outpouring. I I think we're going to see a great awakening. I really do. Next week, I'm going to show you a timetable, and I want you to watch it because you'll realize how important it is that we understand where we are in God opening over all of us spiritually and financially. The open windows of heaven. We're there. 
There is not one prophecy that has to be fulfilled before the Messiah comes. Nothing. Everything that we're seeing is just the birth pangs. It's already getting ready to happen. But God is saying to you and I, those who have eyes to see, let them see what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let me give you two more scriptures. Stand with me. Let's stand. Let me give you two more scriptures. And I love the way the book of Esther ends. Because Esther is a shadow of us. The book of Esther is a shadow of us. Esther 9.22 says, The month was turned from sorrow to joy for them, and mourning. The, the month was turned to, from sorrow to joy for them, and from mourning to a holiday, that they should make the days of feasting and joy, of sending presents to one another and gifts to the poor. Here it was that there was a decree by the king that no man could turn around. Every Jew was to die. But Mordecai comes to Esther and says, Esther, Esther, you're the morning star. For such a time as this, bring light when it looks like the darkest. Bring light. You know, I love the teaching of Esther and, and that Esther... One of the reasons why her parents named her Esther was her great beauty. But, you know, when she went before the king, everybody, everybody was trying to be queen for themselves. They wanted it just for themselves. They put on all the makeup and the, the, the gowns and all this stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, ladies. Please, wear makeup. Please, please. But she didn't do that. But the king picked her. Obviously, she was beautiful. But the king picked her for her inner beauty. Every time he saw her, he said, what can I do for you? Tell me, tell me whatever it is. And I believe when we, listen, God wants us to prosper. God wants us to be, be blessed. God want, I, I, I wish I could just say it over and over and over and over and over again. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It it really is. But that inner beauty, that inner beauty of saying, God, what can I do to bring the light of the world? I love what Job, let me, this is the last scripture I'm reading, I think. Job 38, 7 says, when the morning stars, that's us, that's all of the children of God, Jew and Gentile, When the morning stars sang together, all the sons of God, all the angels, shouted for joy. I love the Hebrew teaching on that, is that they sang a love song. The angels begin to sing in heaven a love song because of the new marvel they were witnessing of God's children coming together to accomplish light in the middle of darkness. All of God's children, how beautiful it was. The angels sang a love song to God when he saw God's children, Jews and Gentiles, gathering together to bring dawn 
a new beginning to those who are in darkness. Now, I was teaching this before the Ukraine thing ever came out. And by the grace of God and your generosity and all of our partners' generosity, every year we, we have feeding pro. And, and just so people know, we do things locally. We have 50,000 meals a month for children in Zimbabwe. We have orphanages and feeding programs in, in, in different areas, and we do all kinds of things. But you know that we hardly ever talk about that. We focus on Israel. Because why? Because God said the father of all blessings is the avolt of all blessings is, I will bless those who bless Israel. When we bless Israel, all the other blessings are birthed out of that. Right? All the other blessings. And so, I never take an offering for us. We don't even, we don't even pass the plates out for, for offerings, for tithes and offerings. And yet, amazingly, we haven't passed the plates out for a year and a half, two years, something like that, and our giving's never gone down. <laughs> goes, goes to show you. I wasted 45 years doing a half-hour sermon on giving, and it didn't make any difference. You, you still give. You still give, and I love you for it. I love you. I, I, I just I can't be more proud of you. But I am going to take an offering today, first time in two years. And not one penny stays here. And I want to ask all of you that are watching by stream. We have, we have already wired or our wiring Monday, Monday morning, $250,000. I told you that Marvin and Sharon so graciously, we said we we're going to do that, and then they said we'll do the first 200000 And like I said, I do not tell people what somebody gave. I asked them, didn't I? I called them and I said, can, if you feel uncomfortable because you're the head of the 31st largest company in the world or in America, and I don't want to put you in a place of, to compromise. And he said, if you think it'll help what God's called New Beginnings to do, all of us to do in Ukraine, we're, we're already bringing Ethiopian Jews are in civil war. We're already doing that. We're, we're already bringing plane after plane, working with the government. And by the way, when we send money to Israel, there's a few places that we're doing things besides Karen Hezolt and the government of Israel. We, we, feed whole, we do a feeding program for Holocaust survivors in a couple cities. We do children's things. We do things for the army and stuff. But 99% of what we do, 98% of what we do goes through a government agency that every penny we send goes to that. And I feel, and I feel that's that's a very good way of doing it. There's nothing uh, uh, this, that, or the other thing. I feel like we need to raise double that two hundred thousand. And I'm not going to ask you to do this or do that, but pray what God would have you to do. Several people have already stepped up when I told them in the back with very generous gifts. And but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I don't think in our world there's ever been more of an appointed time for you, for us, for, for all of us, our friends in Australia and Canada and Europe and Central and South America, Brazil. Where do we share next week what God, what God did, blessed us with in Brazil? It's amazing. But I don't think there's ever been a time that we have heard God say to us, Morning Star, for such a time as this. 
It's good to do whatever God calls us to do. And whenever we give, God gives back good measure, pressed down. But this is a now moment. Can I have an amen on that? This is, as we're speaking, I, I know of things that are happening on the border of Poland and other places that we have a center. I, and, oh, can I, oh, I forgot. This, this, can I have two more minutes, three more minutes? Play the first recording. Now, before you play it, we got this recording and they sent it to us. This is a, an Orthodox Jewish woman, a Chabad woman in Ukraine. Now we work with Yuri, Yuri, we work with Sam. Sam is the head of Karen Hezolt. Yuri is our guy on the, on the border, boots on the ground in Ukraine. Listen to this audio and, and it, it, it's, it's in, it's in um, Russian or Ukrainian, but they're subtitles. And so you have to read quick, but go ahead and play that real loud if you would. Uri, Tzoram Tovim, Erev Tov, and I don't know what day of her day is. אני כבר כמה לילות כבר לא ישנה. שמי דינה ארנטורי, שליחת חב"ד בארזה פרוז'ה כבר 25 שנים. אני פונה אליך ממש מעמקי נשמתי. אני מתחננת לפניך. תקשיב, יש לנו יהודים בקהילה שפשוט נמלטים מהעיר של זפרוז'ה לעיר אודסה. האנשים האלה כבר לילות לא ישנים. חלקם הגדול גם ללא מזון. אני כבר, הם, הם שבורים בגוף ובנפש. אין להם אפשרות אחרת להישאר בחיים, זו הדרך היחידה שלהם להינצל. זוהי שואה אמיתית, שואה. דווקא בשעות האלה אנחנו נבחנים כעם ישראל, כערבים אחד לשני. אני פונה אליך, אורי, אתה, אל תסרב. זה לא חכמה להגיד לי, אני עושה את הכל ולא לעשות, אתה חייב לעזור לי. אין לך דרך אחרת להגיד לי, עשיתי את הכל. כי אתה חייב לעשות הכל להציל יהודים. אנחנו כאן ערבים אחד לשני, אני מתחננת בפניך. תעזרו ליהודים הללו, שיעברו בביתך בשלום מאודסה לגבול במולדובה. משם הגיעו לארץ המובטחת. אני מתחנן בפניך שלא יהיה מאוחר, ושלא נגיד עשינו הכל ולא יכולנו, כי אין לנו דרך אחרת. הירי חודר פה לבתים, הפחד פה גובר, באמת נורא, ואני ובעלי לא מוכנים לצאת מפה. עד שאחרון היהודים לא יצא מפה. באמת זה נורא, אני מתחננת. תעזור לנו, בבקשה ממך. אנא. אוקיי, did y'all, could y'all read that? This is a, a Jewish sister that's, that's, they're in dire straits, and she, of course you read, she said, this is a holocaust. This is truly another holocaust. And she sent this to Yuri. Yuri is our Karen Herzog guy, boots on the ground. We have a whole, we are working with uh, uh, Sam and Karen Herzog, a whole center there. And they are doing things I am not allowed to tell you to do that, that they're doing, but I'm telling you, it's a risk of their lives. And so she sends this to Uri. Uri sends this to Sam. Uri had told her, We're doing all we can. We're doing as much as we can. And she said, it's not enough to say I'm doing all we can. This is a holocaust. This is life and death. So they sent that to us. And I said, we're, we're, we're sending $250,000 right away. We're sending that. Use it wherever you want. Do it whatever you can. And as I'm watching that, you know, I, 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 I felt 
before that we ought to do 400,000, but let's just, if, if you do, if you do, and you can get a hold of our website right now, this is a right now thing. I'd like to be able to call them by this afternoon and say, let's do $500,000 to save Jews. And, and that means everybody does whatever, whatever they can, whatever we wrote, let's double that. Let's, let's double that. So this is the, now listen to this. So we said, we're here to help because that even it's hard for people to understand that the nation of Israel is limited on their funds. And so we have to do things that are not necessarily politically correct to get stuff done. And we have to fund stuff. Am I making sense to you? There's, there's more I just got to come out. I can't tell you right now, but there's, there's more things that are happening. So we said, we're going to help. We're, we're, whatever it takes to get these people out of this village, we're going to help. Let's do this. Listen to what I got this morning. ראש חודש אדר שמח, וואו, אני לא מאמינה שאנחנו יושבים ברכבת בדניאפה פטרובסק ללבוב. זה פשוט נשמע כמו סרט דמיוני פשוט. כל הקהילה, כל החברים שהסכימו ורצו לצאת מהעיר, זפרוז'ה, תחת המתקפה של האש. ברוך השם נמצאים כאן יחד איתנו, ובעזרת השם אנחנו מגיעים בעוד קרוב ל-20 שעות לעיר לבוב, ומשם נגיע לגבול הקרוב, ונתראה בעזרת השם בארץ הקודש. אני רוצה להודות למר אורי אוהלי, שעשה הרבה הרבה מאמצים, הרבה הרבה תמך בנו, לקרן היסוד, לסוכנות היהודית. אתם לא יודעים כמה, כמה כיף להיות יהודי, כמה דווקא בזמנים האלה אנחנו מרגישים שעם ישראל חי, כמה ערבות יש בתוך העם הזה. תודה, תודה מכל הלב. They are out. They're, they're, well, they're almost out. They're, they're We got to do it. And, and guys, I know we got bills to pay. We got all this. We got, we got all this stuff. But boy, if there's ever been for such a time as this. And you know, one of my favorite sayings, I have it in my office in different places. I have it in my home. When you save one life, finish it with me. God sees it as if you save the whole world. Can you show the rabbi? And I know I'm, I'm 15 minutes over, but. What was, what was taking an hour to drive as of four days ago, five days ago, it was taking 20 hours to drive. Now people are just walking. They're just walking. But we're helping them get 120 bus loads out, pay, paying for those buses. So can you show, can you pull up any of those pictures real quick just to show on the... נמצאים בכפר שלנו, כפר היהודי, אנטבקה. היום אנחנו ה-20 ומשהו לחודש, קשה לספור את הימים. יש לנו את המלון, לובי. ברוך השם, כולם מתגייסים למען העניין החשוב, לעזור אחד לשני. 
Rabbi Okay, go to the other one with the train, if you could. Or the rabbi, the rabbi from... All right, here's, uh, here's one of the buses that were... See, you know, a lot of times people, when they show the, the old Jews and they're all poverty and everything, and that's, that's good. We're, we're helping them. We're working on Holocaust survivors also, a side thing. But these are moms and dads and babies and children that, because they're Jews, they're being targeted, and we need to reach out. Do you have one with the rabbi uh, from Kiev uh, getting off the plane, um, and they're singing? Anatevka, huh? Anatevka. Amazing. Anatevka, Anatevka. Rabbi getting off the plane. It's a, it's a, it's a video with the rabbi. Oh, I, that's all right. That's okay. Uh, I just throw these things up, and the poor IT guys have a... I'm a headache on wheels. Amen. Let's do what God's called us to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that all of us in this room, all of those watching by stream, all of those around the world, and, and we just... Guys, we just did, Tiz and I just did a month of filming television on Wednesday, asking people around the world to help us. Father, let us have eyes to see and ears to hear what our part is in doing this. Thank you for, in our situation, of being a light bringer. When our time is the darkest, you always bring us a new beginning, a new dawn. And Father, we thank you that now you are calling us to be a light bringer, to bring light to those that are in darker places than we can imagine. And we give you praise and glory for the honor of being used to stand as children of God with the nation of Israel and our Jewish brothers and sisters around the world. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you before you leave, just take a moment and pray. I know you got to get out and get that Big Mac, and man, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's calling. But take a moment and pray what you would give, and put something in the plate. Our ushers are back there, our plates are back there. However, we do that. And those that are watching by stream, go on the website or however we do that. I don't even know how to do all that, and do the very best you can. I want to thank you in advance. God bless you, and may God bring light to you. Would you give the Lord a clap offering one more time? God bless as you give. Amen. What amazing service. You know, you're our stream family. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to go in the back and meet you out there in the lobby. We have the Life Group rally that's taking place in the... the, Lobby, there's never been more important time to gather yourselves in these life groups. I think this is part of the end time. We love you. I'll meet you out in the lobby. God bless. And once again, thanks for being with us today. I wanted to talk about the life groups because you're our stream family, and you do give, and you are going to pray about it, and you're going to help us bring more Jews home. But we want to feed back into you. And do you know we have life groups that operate on Zoom meetings? And we also have one that calls on a conference call. That's my own life group. Send me an email. Let me know you want to get connected. And we can have you on a Zoom.